now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello. Hello and welcome to your weekly dose of LGBT Plus Radio. Uh, that is Shout Out. He's Andy Shelton and I'm Lara Lanamy. And on today on the show, a coronavirus special. Uh, Allied updates is with information you need to know if you're HIV positive. And the Hells at Ozone Hotel. Uh, great book if you remember. Well, Steph's been catching up with the author. Uh, all that and more. Today on Shout Out. Why did you take it? That's mine. I own that. Uh, excuse me, my copyright. Um, I mean, it's mine. I let you borrow it. Uh, let me borrow it. I took it from you. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, yeah. Okay, um, hand. You, you can't take you it from totally me though. Own it. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you know, do. You, yeah, step down. Okay, honey. step down. Yeah, I've learned a lesson. I'm joking. I love you. you this is from anyway. Anyway, the, hello. Hello. Say hello. Oh, sorry. Hello, listeners. It's Lara and Andy as oh. well. The pair that you've always been. And listening hello, to. hands. Hello. Um, quick, someone beat her to a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone Not, please beat her to no. a selfie. I already have. I've already taken a selfie. Oh, have you? Okay, well, cool. I took a boomerang of me and you. Oh, did um, What's a boomerang? A boomerang is where you go like. <laughs> where you. Where, where I don't know. The video. Yeah, so it like goes back and forth. Yeah, you boomerang the photo, the, like the video thing. Right. <laughs> it's like doing this. Yeah, it's just like, oh, God. Oh, right, okay. Oh, oh right. is it one of them man Trying to your parents, isn't it? Um, is it like one of them mini video things where yeah, you yeah. keep moving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. The, the modern oh, like people that. use, Andy. The boomerang. Yes. I'll have to remember that. I hope so. so. <laughs> Make Steph look active, couldn't we? <laughs> oh. Ooh, I've been trying to throw shade at you and you just throw shade back at Steph. <laughs> Steph. He just can't help himself. No, he can't. No. He can't. Well, we, we don't know Harry. if we're going to be on air over the next few weeks. It really depends what happens with... with we'll be fine. Do we have a contingency plan to broadcast from a secret bunker under, no. under yes. the city somewhere? No, we yes, don't. we do. We, 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 do. Were, we were genuinely our- going to record some emergency broadcasts this weekend, and we can't because my husband's knocked down at home, and that was where we were going to record it. Uh. So you can't come to my house for it because oh, he's, he's no. locked away. Ah, I see. Yeah. Well, he's only going to be We're locked down for a week, and then we can all come round. Exactly. Well, have a yeah. bit of fiesta. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. We can all wear our hazmat it, suits it all, uh, and uh, <laughs> I mean, gas masks. Wait, sorry, do you have a hazmat suit lying around your house? Oh, Fetish queen, love. You, oh. you like <laughs> <laughs> sorry, just joking. I am yes, just sir. joking. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, you ask such personal <laughs> questions, <laughs> Lara. It's a hazmat suit. I didn't know. Fashion itself, I can't it's, even it's, believe actually, it. Actually, there's a there is a big there scene is. for hazmat. Yeah, there is. I there saw is. a pole dancer yeah. with like a butt cut out. Um, oh, and excellent! I was like, That's so good. Not only are you immune. Oh, that reminds me, by the way. Um, you know, there's been a big race uh, rush on like toilet rolls everywhere. Oh, we, yes. we figured out why. Why? Well, it's because if one person sneezes, a hundred people crap themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes how long have you been holding on to that joke? I'm like? shocked. <laughs> um, he's um, been holding on to it for a few days. Yeah, yeah, there was no toilet roll. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow, this is such terrible. 
terrible oh. dad jokes. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that we can bring it after all the seriousness on a lot of the rolling news channels. Yeah. It's nice to be able to maybe put things in a little a bit, bit of lighter, context, yeah. a little bit of a lighter yeah. context. Well, I, I do do have to say, we, we do actually have a serious article on it too, because um, uh, Alid very kindly has sent us a kind of special um, uh, with Brigstow giving mm. some advice mm. on um, if you're HIV um, with the coronavirus, uh, which is something that I hadn't really considered. Right, it was really good of him to yeah. send it in. So we, we got that coming up, uh, well, in a minute, actually. Yeah. So. It's really important to consider when you have... Um, a compromised immune system. Yeah, when yeah. you have a compromised immune system. So it's not just like, oh, the people it's people who don't have such good immune systems that also need to protect themselves and their partners and everyone else needs to protect them too so Mm. it's really important but um yeah, we gotta make light of the situation. I think so, and I think it, and I think it's about context. I mean, I was yeah. reflecting on the way here. You know, for many members of of, of our community, perhaps in their forties, fifties, and sixties, we've been through a pandemic, the AIDS pandemic, and it taught a great deal of LGBTQ people about compassion, about looking after each other, looking after each other's mental health and so on. And that compassion can now, that we learn during those years, no. can benefit the whole of can society. I, can I just point out that coronavirus is nowhere near as serious as HIV Exactly, AIDS. exactly. No. But the Prime Minister did say, oh, it's a pandemic and things like that. So let's be, let's let's put things into context. Yeah. Do you know what's really That's weird? what I'm trying to say. Because you well, just said the AIDS pandemic and my friends and I in, um, in our research group have been going over pandemics and never once was the AIDS pandemic mentioned. And oh. it's just forgotten from people people's minds the That's fact that sh- like yeah. because mm, I think it's because it's because it was LGBT plus people that was mainly affected people just like oh it's their kind of problem and it's I think that's sort of what we've been doing now then, it right. was mainly gay men but what right. I'm saying is like now people are saying oh foreign it's a foreign coronavirus it's mm. not foreign like coronavirus has existed for many years beyond this it's just this strain happened to Absolutely. come out of China it's not it's not just this phantom thing that has been invented in a lab in China it's always existed so it's not a foreign coronavirus it's just coronavirus and you very wise words do you know what I mean and it's not I'm so annoyed at people acting like it's othering people well should we find out what Alid has to say on the subject yes let's do that my five on shout out Hello and welcome to this special edition of a bulletin from Brigstow. Um, I'm Alid, nice to chat to you again. So we've had some people messaging or have concerns about the if there is any increased risk for those people living with HIV and uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus. So um, I just wanted to put some um, information to light just to reassure all of our listeners um, anywhere um, who currently is concerned. So advice from the Terence Higgins Trust and the Beaver guidelines, and Beaver is the British HIV Association, is that currently... There is no evidence that people living with HIV are any more likely to acquire COVID-19 and to follow the advice given to the general population. So that is no evidence that people living with HIV are any more likely to acquire COVID-19. If you are on treatment and you have an undetectable viral load and a good CD4 count, for example, over 400, then there should be no greater risk. 
If you do not have an undetectable viral load or a low CD4 count, it will be more important to avoid situations where you may get infected if the virus does become more widespread. Um, if you are planning to travel abroad, then please check the advice on the government website to see what the situation is in the country that you're planning to visit. Just Google foreign travel advice, go onto the government website, which would be .gov.uk, um, and they will be able to give you all of the information about COVID-19 specific to that country you are visiting. People living with HIV, though, it is recommended by Beaver that as an added precaution, it's not needed, um, it's just an added precaution, would be that if you haven't received anything already, then to receive the flu and the bacterial pneumonia vaccine that people living with HIV are entitled to, and um, they're free for people living with HIV. So I would recommend you speak to your GP about that. Um, so in short, um, you know, people living with HIV, there is no evidence um, that we are any more likely to acquire COVID-19 um, and just to follow the normal and general advice regarding COVID-19 to the general population. Obviously, if you have got any more concerns or questions, then I would speak to your clinic and speak to your consultant. If not, do feel free to give Brigstow a call or drop us an email. Uh, you can drop us an email on info at brigstow.org or just give us a call on 0117-9555-038. That's 0117-9555-038. If you ask for Alid, um, then I'll be more than happy to speak to you and um, give you any advice if that is what is needed. Um, do go onto our website for any more general information surrounding HIV um, and if any further updates do come about from THT, Beaver um, or any of the other HIV sources that we have and the resources that are available to us then please, uh, we will share imminently over all of our socials so please do have a look out for them uh, we are on facebook twitter and instagram um, on facebook and twitter it's at brigstow info and on instagram it's at brigstow and brigstow is spelt b-r-i-g-s-t-o-w-e regardless of your area because um, i know this goes out to people outside of bristol so regardless of your area do give us a call if you are concerned or worried. Until the next time you speak to me, um, take care, look after yourselves, and I will speak to you very soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you have a story you could tell in five minutes, get in contact. Visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Oh, I do like that one. I'm just going to keep grooving to that song. Like, <laughs> I just got three people Everybody walking in the, the studio. Just, like, swaying left and right. <laughs> 
That is a Tone Tenaglia and the song's called Dance Monkey. I didn't realise, made made, made into an international hit uh, thanks to TikTok. TikTok? Oh, do you want to in the app, yeah. Oh, no, no, you're trying to educate me on uh, on something modern. <laughs> after you, you asked been, me what a boomerang was, you just got the you just got the artist wrong. We should have just <laughs> said <laughs> you just said Dua Lipa. It's not. No, it's Tones I and I. Said that she knew her from Dua Lipa. Anyway, <laughs> no, she didn't. We should oh, have just no. told Andy that the boomerang is the you know Australian toy and left it there. Oh no, yeah, I know, but you know. <laughs> well, if you throw a boomerang and it don't come back, it's a stick. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Oldest one in the book, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Dear Jesus. Okay. No, Andy. Let's, oh. <laughs> anyway, oh, should we get some news headlines? Yes, of course. This is Shout Out News on Thursday the 12th of March. At the weekend, and it was rewarding for those of us involved in broadcasting, television, video streaming, and podcasting to see that many outlets commemorated the celebrations of women's achievements, including those of lesbians, bisexual, and pansexual women and transgender women. BBC Radio One played pop music from new female talent, whilst the UK's public service classical network, BBC Radio Three, showcased talent from the brightest of female composers and musicians in its programming throughout the week. On Ujima Community Radio, Bristol's dedicated African-Caribbean community channel, there was a woman's takeover through the weekend with DJs and presenters all being females and focusing on black British female talent in their playlists. This was a tradition that was started by one of Ujima's four runners, the FM Pirate and internet station Passion Radio, which is sadly no longer broadcasting and which started a woman's takeover weekend in 2014. Despite the women's takeover, the Ujima radio programmer, program controller Miranda, excuse me, Miranda, <laughs> sorry, Miranda Ray reminded listeners that feminism has moved on from the shaved-headed Dr. Martin booted man-haters of the 70s in a clear reference to separatist forms of feminist ideology that had alienated many women with such stunts as hijacking Pride London with anti-transgender banners. Podcasting, of course, has liberated the medium of radio to an extent only dreamed about by the free radio campaigners who took to the airwaves to liberate them back in the 70s and 80s. There are a myriad of podcasts on all sorts of subjects ranging from the surreal to the brilliant. We will pop up some of our favourites on the website. Meanwhile, Dr. Helen Pankhurst, a descendant of the famous Pankhurst suffragette campaign dynasty, talking to the Sky News Channel, emphasised that for her, separatism was not an option. She wants to see young men involved in campaigning for gender equality because it is an interest of all humanity. The international cable news network France 24 reports on the sad death of a man who brought to the screen one of the camp icons of the 20th century. Max von Sydow has passed on at the age of 90. Mr von Sydow appeared in more than 100 films, but for many LGBTQ fans of outrageous science fiction, he's best remembered as Ming the Merciless from the 1980 remake of the comic book classic Flash Gordon. With a soundtrack from the legendary gay-fronted rock band Queen and costumes described by reviewer Peter Nichols as fetishistic, everyone has a great time sending up the sillier elements of space opera in the movie, which also features Brian Blessed as Prince Volton of the Hawkman. Max von Sydow's performance in the film was praised by many reviewers and although the movie performed poorly outside Britain, which seemed to get its camp aesthetic, it has nevertheless entered the annals of cult fandom. Uh, 
Max von Sydow was married three times and is also of interest to many people due to his professed agnosticism, I beg your pardon. Mr von Sydow told reporters for CBS that the acclaimed filmmaker Ingmar Bergman had told him that he would contact him after he died to show that there was such a thing as the afterlife. When quizzed whether Mr Bergman had indeed been in touch, von Sydow told the journalists that he had, although he chose not to elaborate further. We're always pleased to welcome new LGBTQ media to the stage. Their input is valuable and always needed as we build a gay and trans counterculture to majority rule. The wonderfully titled Gay Gook is a podcast that is produced at and also streamed at Radio YNP in Northern Ireland. Standing for Radio Youth Network for Peace, the station is a project of Network for Peace, a project uniting people from both sides of the Northern Irish border and trying to find practical solutions to heal the region from its long-standing conflicts. The BBC News Channel recently caught up with some of the young people involved in, me- me- in making the Gabbly Goop programme. The show is grassroots broadcasting at its finest, with features such as marriage equality, songs and what they mean to people, and a regular travel slot. Radio Youth Network for Peace is available online, and you can easily find it on all search, state- search engines. The Gabbly Goop show recently got into the top 50 chart of download programmes on Mixcloud, so it certainly is having an impact across Ireland. And finally, the country's largest single HIV charity, the Terence Higgins Trust, has published some much-needed words of advice and comfort for people living with HIV and who may be worried about the threat of the COVID-19 novel coronavirus. Dr Michael Brady, the respected HIV specialist, has written for them that the people on treatments and with a low viral load, the virus should present no more risk to HIV-positive people than in the general population. Dr Brady's words will come as come as a great relief to people who have been worried by the antics of British tabloid newspapers and the rolling news channels which many critics fear have made the medical situation much worse by promoting fear and misinformation. Dr Brady concludes with advice that is of relevance to all of us regardless of our HIV status. He says most people with COVID-19 get mild flu-like and respiratory symptoms and will recover without the need for hospital care. Simple measures such as rest, food, fluids and paracetamol, if you have a fever, will be enough. Treatment aims to relieve the symptoms whilst your body fights the illness. He says you would also need to stay in isolation away from other people until you have recovered. And he finishes, it's expected that... If COVID-19 does become more widespread in the UK, most people will be able to self-treat at home. For these news stories and more, you can always visit our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shout Out News, this has been Ming the Merciless. And Hans the Falcon. Shout Out News. National and international LGBT news for you. And uh, just one other little bit of news that's literally just come uh, through. Uh, if you are planning on visiting MRM this year, this is a Manchester rubber meet, one of the biggest fetish events uh, that takes place um, here in the UK. Uh, it has just been cancelled as a result of uh, the coronavirus. Well, I should oh. say cancelled. It's been postponed. Um, there's there's a huge long um, um, post up on their Facebook page, which I assume will also be on their webpage too. Um, but just to keep you uh, in the loop, I'm sorry to say. Uh, hopefully be back later on in the year yeah shout out LGBT radio for you the shout out podcast hey, yeah, that's a uh, <laughs> blinding lights 
and the weekend. You ended it early. Well, I'm ending it early because we're running behind. Thanks for giving it away. Well, cut some <laughs> of the interview I did. Don't stop that track. No, you can't stop her favourite track. Come on now. Jeez, or we just... Hey. It's, a really, it's a really good pop track, actually. It is, it's yeah. Really from, I don't really like how the weekend's gone all pop, though. He used to be very, like, sultry, seductive, sexy, and now he's just, like, poppy. Mm. But I'll accept this one, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Because uh, awesome. as he picked it, and it's actually relatively good, I'll accept it. Yeah, but yeah. New listeners, Lara is the hardest person in the world to, to please. please. Yeah, you know it. But standards are high. That's what it is. The standards oh, are high. <laughs> you can please me if you try, my love. <laughs> I wouldn't try. Wow. I mean... Wow, yeah. just wow. Anyway, would you be so kind as to uh, intro your, your piece for us? Would you mind? Um, yeah, Robert Kyle has uh, got some new stuff coming out. You remember that uh, he's the, the Ozone author Hotel, of the, didn't we? Yes, um, so he's got lots of other stuff coming out because he's not just an author, he's also an artist and a playwright. Mm. Full information coming up. It's always good to get to Malmesbury in the old bell, especially in the winter months when there's a roaring fire in the lounges. Order a cream tea, cup of Earl Grey, obviously no milk because Jean-Luc Picard would turn in his grave. Um, I'm with Robert Kyle, who's the um, author you remember. Um, those who've been listening to Shout Out for a number of years remember Robert wrote The Ozone Hotel. Um, and you're on to some new things, Robert. I'm on to some new projects and also some old projects. I mean, I still um, i am about halfway through the uh, second book of The Ozone Hotel, so that needs to be finished. Um, I've just finished writing a play called The Wickedest Man in the World. Right, now tell me about this play. This sounds really interesting. <laughs> it's, the, well, it's The Wickedest Man in the World, uh, who it's based on a character... Uh, called Alistair Crowley, who... Um, who is a real character. Is a real, yeah, yeah he's a re- he was a real man, and um, his portrait hangs in the National Portrait Gallery. Um, he is well-known in certain circles, um, but I don't think a lot of people um, know him outside of the more esoteric world. He essentially was known as a magician. He was also... A great chess player. He was also a mountaineer. He was a, he was a writer, um, but because he was uh, and has become known um, as an influential occultist, um, that has. I see people will b- probably blinked and gulped at what, uh, that word that? occultist. What, what does that mean? <laughs> it means that he was dabbling in 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 magic. He was dabbling in esoteric ideas, and. You know, if we were talking about Alistair Crowley in the 1960s, for example, um, we wouldn't have batted an eyelid about this sort of stuff. But we're talking about a man who was exploring the nature of religious ideas in Edwardian England when those things were just not even thought about. He was before his time. He was a real trailblazer. And, you know, he so he was doing the 1960s. Oh, before anyone. 60 years was, early. He was, doing, he was doing sex, drugs and rock and roll before anyone did sex, drugs and rock and roll. I mean, he was an extraordinary man. Uh, he, was, uh, he inherited a fortune at, at a very early age, which allowed him to travel the world and explore, you know, what the world had to offer. Um, he studied Buddhism over in the East. Um, he studied magic, what are, you know, the, the, the esoteric Western magical systems. But he created um, 
he, he was a painter as well you know he, he created some um, you know uh, some extraordinary artwork he was a poet um, and he I, did, I find him fascinating he's one of the people I find really interesting Buddhism is um, a religion of, of peacefulness and, and calmness it is yeah um, how does that fit that sort of contradicts the sex drugs and and rock and roll or, or does it fit with buddhism um well God, that's a bit complicated really i mean um um i suppose when you kind of take it in term in context with say someone like alistair crowley um alistair crowley was exploring the nature of self and who we are and that is what led him to kind of go to um, the East because he wasn't finding the answers to the questions he had over here in the West. Um, I mean, Buddhism, although, yes, it is about peace and love, but also it is about the study of the self. It's about looking at consciousness. And, you know, um, he was interested in the human condition, Alistair Crowley, Sounded like he lived it. <laughs> he did, he did, and you know his books are worth certainly kind of a read. Um, but he also he was controversial, you know, at, at the time. Um, so I've written this play and set it in the year 1909. Um, half of the play is set in his house in Scotland, which was called Beleskin, which is on the shores of Lake uh, of Loch Ness in, up, up in Inverness. And then the other part of the play is when he travels to Algiers and um, summons the demons of the abyss over in the desert out there. Um, and, you know, when we're talking about Alistair Crowley from an LGBTQ point of view, um, he was exploring all of that as well. You know, he was an Oscar Wilde of his time. He was certainly kind of someone who was exploring um, areas which were taboo in society. Mm. Now, going back to the Ozone Hotel, you're, yeah. you're into book two. Is it been quite difficult to pick up um, the characters um, from book one? No, because... I mean, I've lived the Ozone Hotel f f for many years, so those characters are really strong characters which are part of me. Um, the reason why I didn't really kind of pick up book two initially after kind of... Uh, after you know, book one is I just think I needed a little bit of time away from it. I needed a bit of distance. Um, and now, you know, I kind of feel that I can start picking book two up again and maybe rolling with that. Is, is book two going on in the same camp, sci-fi fantasy? It's like um, um, uh, Star Wars... Hitchhiker's uh, Guide Hitch to the Galaxy, yeah, Blake Blitz. Seven. Yeah, it is. It follows all of that. Um, I mean, it's an interesting genre because it's a, it's a genre which I don't think is that popular. You know, I, I mean, what's really interesting is I think... Um, People, a lot of people have read the book and they've really enjoyed it. But I, I've also had feedback from sci-fi or more hardcore sci-fi fans who've not enjoyed the the queerness of it or the the, the campness of it. Um, whereas for me, I just find it really fun, <laughs> you know, because that's what I think it should be. I think it's just it's a it's a fun 
romp through time and space. There's a, a if those of you who can't remember them uh, can actually look back at the show, which was but we, we reckon a few years ago, don't we? It but it was three. Cheddar Gorgeous was uh, is it the front cover. Yes, yes, Cheddar Gorgeous uh, is the front cover. We did it. We did a shoot with Cheddar Gorgeous, a photo shoot with um, Cheddar Gorgeous and Anaphylactic. And they've become quite big. They've become big stars. Now. They have Channel Four, isn't it? Are yeah, they've had their own. They've had their own television series. Um, they do a lot of uh, gigs and presentation and hosts all over the world. So yeah, they're, they're they're two people certainly well worth checking out. You got something. You got to find something really big to go on the front cover to beat the, that picture of Cheddar Gorgeous. <laughs> Sounds like your your dogs are getting a bit restless, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, both. I, it's going to probably take a little bit of time to finish book two, so we've got a little bit of time to think about what we're going to put on book. You know, on the cover. Of Is this one going to be just as camp? It will be just as camp. It, inv- it, it also Good. don't it, disappoint. No, no, no. It will be just as camp. It also kind of involves Alistair Crowley. He's in it. He's, oh, one, he's one of the characters. Okay. Um, all of the old characters are in it. People like Global Baby, Mr. Brown's in it, Chloe Passion's in it. But there are some new characters as well. There's some quite sparkly new characters <laughs> <laughs> well, would you say book two is a little bit more camp than book one uh it's i don't think it's i don't think it's more camp but it, it certainly is as camp it okay. certainly follows in that genre okay um th- does the artificial intelligence character continue yes yeah you know, they're all there and there are a few people who uh get killed so there are oh, there okay. are some deaths in it, <laughs> but I'm not going to let on. Who. Of course not. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't want to ruin it. Yeah. Um, anything else planned? So you've got the play, you've got the book uh, in in progress. Um, yeah, I'm also because you paint as well, I don't am. you? I'm also kind of working on an um, an exhibition at the moment, and I have um, created probably around about maybe 20 pieces of work over the past pieces of artwork over the past two years um and then now that that journey is now coming to an end and that's all about climate change and climate anxiety and the times we're living in and so at some point within um the next couple of years i'd like to show that body of work because i think it's really important Mm, sounds interesting now robert um obviously people must be really really interested in the 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 things that are coming up um how how will they find out more about you yeah you can find out all about my work as um, a writer and an artist at robertkyle.co.uk robert thank you for your time thank you very much it's been lovely For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. That's uh, Celeste and uh, Stop the Flame. Well... Steffi's arriving. You guys are so <laughs> extra, man. <laughs> I had to get the Here theme tune and everything. Steffi, our own Time Lord. Ooh. Now, oh. a lot of LGBTQ oh. people oh. on the oh. internet oh. have been oh. commenting. I love the uh, the interpretation right, of the theme tune. Sorry, I got very excited. <laughs> 
Yeah, because uh, the season finale of Doctor mm. Who was uh, broadcast uh, about two weeks ago, yeah. starring the lovely Jodie Whittaker, who is the first female incarnation of the Time Apart Lord. Apart from Steph. Apart from Steph. Well, this is the interesting thing, you see, because the programme has two. perplexed fans and delighted many of them because they threw a lot of established continuity out the window (laughs) and said well in actual fact we're not on the 13th Doctor there's been a vast number of Doctors before the Jodie Whittaker incarnation Mm -hmm. many of them have been female including um, we've had a black female Doctor as well who appeared alongside Jodie Whittaker yeah. Um, during the season that's just been broadcast. Yeah. She's very good actress, yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Are you and not a Doctor Who fan? You're not, I you? used to love Doctor Who. I was going to say, like, I'm going to force Maya to watch it with me, but, like, I'm actually not because I can't... I don't know. It feels like sometimes they do stuff just to be progressive and it's not that mm. time gap. I mean, it's great that they brought that person in, but, like, why not show us a black female Doctor Who instead of well, being like well, well she did exist at some point you know well, that's true I, 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 I genuinely think they will but she was oh, there I too. don't want it now it's just like the diversity vote do you know what I mean like I want but that's that's what people thought about Jodie Whittaker as well yeah, but if you don't do it then and she's it done it very well and then everyone goes why haven't you got a female doctor or a black doctor yeah I know but it's just it's, so, it's quite uh, but no you're saying now they have done I it and they've done um, it they're just doing it for the vote so you're making it out like they can't win either way they can't really it's a BBC uh, no, <laughs> can we just have Idris Elba I think hasn't he please. indicated that he'd like to play yeah. the doctor I mean so, yes. oh, him as like Luther is just like yes sex iron and then him as like the doctor <laughs> Doctor Who would just be like into like Time Lord sex siren. It would just blow my mind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I completely interrupted you there. Not a pro- not a problem. No, there's really good points actually. And, Thank you. Um, uh, of course, this is the, you know this this massive revelation that Doctor Who continuity is totally different mm. to what's been established in the past. Well, that was a big thing, wasn't it? Because of course it was really it was only supposed to have so many reincarnations of the Doctor. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. twelve. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, in that episode, they actually showed you why there's now more I don't want to ruin it in case anyone's not watched it we should really set spoiler alert because I I I champion the fact that they have put a woman on it yeah. and it makes a difference she's and they, brilliant they've, I really yeah, like and they've Jodie gone Whittier. against a lot of what people have said and about the bad media and they've just been like nope she's here deal with it and I love that but it's just when I started watching it because I was so hyped um, I got into it and then I was like actually I don't like any of this so I'm just going to stop watching it so I stopped um, but now you're talking about these <laughs> well amazing, you can yeah. binge watch it now because it's on my player so exactly. you can watch them back to back and I have a TV yeah. license Way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I got a clap. Round of applause. I'm taking a bow. Sorry, that's the that's the best girl I've ever seen. That's wonderful. Now I have to remember, students, you do have to buy a TV license if you've got a lockable room. (laughs) That's the rule. (laughs) Now, yeah, Doctor Who um, has had lots of incarnations before the William Hartnell one, which of course is is the old continuity. Was that his incarnation back in 1963 was the first? And I think you watched episode one, didn't you, back in 1963? I did. Yes, um, and it, um, there was a problem with the broadcast. It went wrong. So on the following Saturday, they showed episode one and two back to back. 
So um, yeah, I liked William Hartnell, but of course the the the, the Tardis wobbled a bit because it was made of balsa wood. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you sneezed, it collapsed. Yeah. yeah. And they said that, that they had somebody a, a carpenter on hand constantly just to keep putting it back together. Well, it was, it was like the Daleks, wasn't it? Can it was we? made out of the, the the cheapest materials they could find, yeah. which is why it's a plunger. Yeah. Very yeah. I tell you, they <laughs> scared me to death. What year did they come in for? Why is it a scare people? They're literally a tin <laughs> thing. Be like, I will extra. Like why? Like okay, I could literally knock you over, and you'd be like, "What are you going to examine?" When then? you're eleven, they were scary as hell. I tell you, that I was sink plunger. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I judge younger. you right there. Do you know what is scary? The the um the angels. What yeah. are they called again? Um, weeping angels. The weeping angels. Ooh. They put the fear of God into yes. my life. Like don't honestly. blink. Yeah, it's, well, I tried not to for like a week and then it, it hurt. It. <laughs> 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 Imagine going to the doctor's like, doctor, I've got really painful eyes. Why? Because the angel said don't blink. <laughs> well, it's because... Or the doctor like, said don't blink. The, the doctor said don't yeah, blink, yeah. Yes. The doctor, not the angel. The Sorry. angel, they're, they're dead, babe. They're not like... That's right. Well, they're, no, they're, they're not. They're made, they move. Well, yeah, they're made of stone, aren't that, they? No, that, oh, was they really creepy, that was a really <laughs> creepy episode. I'm so creepy. Uh, for me personally... Would you have got inside one of the Cybermen like they did, though? Oh, uh, well, I was going to say, I was saying to Steffi earlier now I've always found it with sci-fi fans and the the LGBTQ sci-fi fans a lot of sci-fi is quite fetishistic we mentioned it in relation to Flash Gordon earlier but the costumes the costumes are things like the Cybermen and the Borg from Star Trek it's like it's like going to the hoist in London and seeing all those (laughs) seeing all those guys propping up the bar in their leather finery isn't it it's all they're all a bunch of fetish queens on a weekend yeah. night. That's what I hear. Yeah. 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 we won't be able to unsee it. Exactly. Just gonna be thinking fetish, 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 fetish. Oh damn. Makes you think twice about that plunger, doesn't it? Oh, <laughs> what the, oh, no. what the Daleks could do with that. What the Daleks could do with that. Exterminate what though? That's oh. the question. Exactly. I, I won't I won't lie, it's not not nearly as scary these days. Nah. I mean when I, it may have been because I was also quite young, but when it was I was what nine eight something like that and I used to be petrified when even the theme tune used to come on because of all the yeah. things that were on you know yeah. but TV back then was was almost you, you got more captivated by it than, than it, it takes a lot it more to, to well he's no, not that I'm, old, I'm not that old. <laughs> although you are right um, <laughs> Dixon of Doc Green scared me the opening <laughs> scenes <laughs> Dixon of Doc Green. Zed cars. It was a poli- well, both of those were were police programs. Uh, Dixon of Doc Green was one of the first crime drama programs. Yeah, now a Tardis because he was stood in front of it at the beginning of every show. You're going to confuse our American listeners now because uh, obviously a blue police box you don't see in London anymore. But that's what no, we haven't seen them the in decades. The blue There's one outside Earl's Court tube station, I believe. Oh, is there? <laughs> and lots of Doctor Who fans pose. Is in that front a of Tardis it. that's landed and just been well, left? Well, I don't know. Is it a Tardis? Well, we also, is the we, Doctor we had actually had a, in Earl's Court? We had a Tardis that was a house and a and Tardis that was a tree. We had one in Bristol that was a toilet in the back of that cafe. In the garden of a cafe in Bristol near oh, a, the yes. train tracks was it is or it, I went um, there isn't it the, vol- the volunteer tavern has yes. one painted yes. somewhere hasn't yeah. it uh, oh, no I was on about on the actual Doctor Who there was one that was a house and there was one that was a oh, tree yes. wasn't there do you do you, but the first Doctor Who in 63 um, William Hartnell um, they couldn't afford to change the box the TARDIS around so it was meant to change to its background to blend in yeah to blend so you could in could travel anywhere yeah but it just so happens there was a problem with the police box and it Shock wouldn't horror. change so it didn't what? matter where they went 
It they, was a blue police box. It was yeah. a blue police box. <laughs> and now, of course, it's an icon. You don't see yeah. blue police boxes on the no, streets. The BBC no. had no money then. They were going around the streets <laughs> asking for handouts. Really? Well, the, the first, the no. first, the first Daleks were men on trikes inside them, weren't they? Yeah. They were. They were. And um, that's why they didn't go upstairs. I mean, the, the, the <laughs> they went up ramps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The voice of the Daleks, the early Daleks, was done by a guy called Roy Skelton, who was also the voice of Zippy from Rainbow. Oh, no. If you I remember didn't know Rainbow. That. Yeah, I do, yeah. And if you listen to Rainbow, you know, Zippy and the Daleks, mm-hmm. they actually <laughs> transfers over quite well. I can't unhear that. No, yeah, exactly. this is the thing. Now I'm just like, oh, God, they're not even less scary than they were before. I was, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I didn't find the Cybermen that scary. Cybermen aren't scary. No. Do you know what was scary? The Devil episode where they had that massive creature with the big horns. And I was like, the oh, Satan you, pit. yeah, that's the mm. thing. And I watched it again. I was like, nah, that CGI is terrible, though. <laughs> I think like, one of it's the, dated. Sorry. It has dated so a bit. Sorry. I was going to say, I think I had to Google it because I couldn't remember the name. But there was an episode called Night Terrors where these uh, China face dolls yes. Um, yes. came alive to human sized dolls. And even looking at these um, images, like, you know, it was a really terrifying yeah. moment. Yeah. It's really <laughs> creepy, isn't it? I don't mess with China dolls, especially human sized ones. It, so. Right, exactly. Since, since it's come back, Doctor Who's kind of gone through a few phases, in my personal opinion. Mm. It, 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 it st- I mean, I think the whole lot is amazing, but it started up and it was very adult and it got very very like um, you know serious and scary and the like and then it went through a real phase where we were really really family orientated yeah. and not yeah. mustn't scare anyone and the like and now it's kind of halfway in between who was, scary? The, who was the producer who brought back uh, Captain Jack who invented him and he did Russell a whole T. Davis Russell yes. T. Davis who wrote Queer as Folk that, of course yeah. yes that was one of my favourite periods of Doctor Who I, I reckon he'd done a brilliant job yeah. while, he was, it, while he was doing and I don't know what happened I don't believe he's ever said but he purposely killed it off to make sure that it can never come back yeah that's did. why they blew it blew it up mm. because i thought that series as a spin-off was absolutely amazing i preferred it to yeah. doctor i thought they were bringing it torchwood i thought they were bringing it back no apparently well, i think I don't captain know. jack is, is captain jack or, 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 Cap- back. or captain cat we, we is, saw um, him one of my captain captain favorite <laughs> <laughs> people <laughs> 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 don't laugh at her you'll encourage toilet roll you can't do that and if I sneeze, you just don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> so, um, which, which characters in Doctor Who since 1963 do we think were the campus? The ones gayer than springtime? Matt Smith. Was Matt Smith very is, camp. He's quite camp, isn't he? He's a lovely... Lovely I, bloke I as well. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed his incarnation. There is a story from 1988 called The Happiness Patrol, which is actually commonly considered to be an allegory of Britain in the age of Section 28. Uh, Sheila Hancock plays the dictator of a planet, and she plays it as Margaret Thatcher. It's really political, and it's an absolute scream if you ever have the chance to watch it. You've even got people walking around with pink triangles on their costumes it's a, it's a bit clumsy in it's iconography but it's it's actually about section 28 wow, yeah that's amazing yeah. But wait what is your um kind of like favorite character so mine or favorite doctor who and i know that's a ooh kind of question <laughs> yes indeed but like mine is always going to be david tennant because he made me he believe great. in doctor who like okay matt was not matt smith the one before him what was his christopher name? Chris yeah he was sick like that do you know the one where they had the gas mask was that, that was sick as in good yes yeah. yes just, just, sick check, as in good. Good. just check in for those <laughs> oldies you know what Anyway, yeah, so, um, yeah, mine's my favourite. That gas favorite. mask episode was quite Amazing. creepy. Yeah. 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 And Billy Piper was, I think, one of the I best, think really the best co. Well, now it and feels they like they just, have a ton. They were totally dissing her. They were like, you know, oh, she's, she's this little 
pop icon that just mm. dances around doing silly things. Who she was the? Um, she was very good. It she made her career. Really good. It did make who her career. Who was the the Doctor Who sidekick who was in Sense Eight <gasps> and was having oh, uh, oh, uh, an affair yeah. with the trans woman? Uh, oh, not yeah. an affair, a relationship. A relationship. Yeah, yes, um, that. <laughs> she, yeah, she, she got married to her in the end. Yeah, that's so. true. She was brilliant. I actually can't remember. Oh, well, that's a poor sensate for me. Never mind. Uh, oh. <laughs> I mean, Why you not? have to get through a lot to get She was point. not only good at what she does, she is a good actor. Yeah. So she, is. she is stunning. She is stunning. Yes. Stunning. Anyway, Paul yes, who is your favourite Doctor <laughs> Who? Um, I guess William Hartnell was quite good, um, but I do love Jodie. I just yeah, I love do. the quirkiness yeah. of how she's she plays. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I couldn't couldn't pick a favourite out of all the new ones, but yeah, Jodie's definitely. Okay, I need to rewatch this because I, I can't <coughs> find it. I can't find my love for her, but no, neither can I, if I'm honest. Thank but I, I really respect her as an actress, but I wouldn't have cast her. Sorry, hashtag Saran Jones for Doctor Who. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. Now that would be good. That, that would be great. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Well. Saran Jones um, she was Gentleman Jack she yeah. played Gentleman oh, Jack yeah. I think she oh, played Gentleman Jack they're, they're doing the Gentleman Jack series too aren't they, they? well they're starting filming this September oh, they? Um, so we've got a little while to wait yet yeah oh. well you got I think you've got to wait till Christmas for the next Doctor Who so oh really yeah. mm. oh wow yeah, it's quite a while it's quite a while. for me I suppose the one I grew up with was Tom Baker I was just going to say Tom Baker who because he was the longest lasting he's seven years in the role he was yeah. quirky as well wasn't he he's he a, took it he's in a different direction very eccentric man. <laughs> he's very strange. He owns his own gravestone. He what? bought it. Wow. What? He's a very eccentric man. Wasn't it, wasn't it um, well, he ready for ready for when he uh, passes on. Okay. Yeah. Um, Quite famously, he, d- I he did. Also Didn't he do all the voiceovers for Little Britain as well? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Britain, Britain, Little Britain. Britain. Yeah. It's very difficult <laughs> to impersonate. If Little Britain was here today, no one would like it. No. Uh, not only would they not like it it would not be allowed on television it would not be allowed on television no 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 No. No. that shows you how quickly things are moving on these days I know but it was funny at the time but I didn't realise it was very close to the edge at the time oh no it was over the edge and just deep diving in it like that was way over the edge I mean Matt could get away with it because Matt is obviously gay and the fact that he played the gay I mean that one in the Welsh pub only gay in the village wearing the rubber that's still funny though I am the only gay. I am the only gay. I am David, the only gay <laughs> in the village. <laughs> <laughs> then you were going to say, what are your favourite? Oh, your well, favorite I really one? like Sylvester McCoy just because he's extremely quirky. And I he love Paul quirky, McGann. Yeah. But he yeah. was only in the film, quirky. Quirk. Yeah. Um, but Paul McGann was only in the film, wasn't he? I think. From That's right. He's, he's, he's appeared in lots of audio dramas. Yeah. Uh, done for the Big Finish franchise. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Who he was the, in the, the, mo- the movie. first Doctor Who movie? Who was the Doctor uh, in that? Because that was odd. Portraying. Portray, yeah, a slightly different version of the Doctor in it, a parallel universe. Yes. Yeah, um, it was Peter Cushing. That's actually. It, Peter Cushing. The late yeah. great Peter Cushing. Yes. Yeah, there was a movie, Doctor Who movie. Oh, there yes. were two. Yeah, oh, there were two no. in the mid sixties. Um, yes. Oh, sixties. Oh, that's fine. I oh, they're they're they're, no. they're they're absolutely outrageously camp. Yeah, yes. they're very silly. But they're you know great what? Fun. I do love anything camp. The Paul McGann the 60s one. Is you would have loved Flash Gordon. That's ninety six. I mean, any kind of spandex, get that on me. Absolutely, we're back onto fetish queens. I mean, the fetish just keep popping up. Yeah, oh, Flash Gordon to the classic there, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, totally, yes. Totally in that Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Anyway, that's it for another show. Uh, please stay safe and uh, stay yes. tuned. If you want to catch... Oh, sorry. If you want to hear any of the show again or catch another, head to the shoutoutradio.lgbt. 
where you'll find all the podcasts and all about us. Yeah, you can see Lara's lovely face up there too. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, next week, we're getting a little bit Arabian, but from um, myself, from Hans, from Terry, from Steph, and from the lovely Lara. Um, Say bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye now. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.